Welcome to Fundamental Fridays, where we provide you practical tips and tricks for working on and in your business. My name is Devin. And my name is Thor, and today we're going to be talking about market analysis um, and really helping dive into understanding the competitive landscape, the market trends, and understanding your customer needs. Right on. I am so stoked because this is our first podcast ever with a guest. A special day. And we got to bring Jared Goldman on. Best friend, known this guy since 2012 or 13. It's been a hot minute. We met in the gym like bros do, right? Just absolute meatheads back in college. <laughs> and this dude could bench, wait, and still can that uh, I only can dream of. Over 400 pound club dude, jacked out of his mind, super friendly, puts everyone else first. And so he drove down here last minute and is helping us out with our podcast today to talk about market analysis because of his business. But before we do that, Jared, let people know a little bit about you. What, where are you from? What do you love about life? You know, funny stories about Thor, anything you want, just throw it out there. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I probably have a few of those, <laughs> but um, yeah. So me and Devin actually met way back in high school. You're right. Yeah. It wasn't at the gym. Shame on it you. It was in high oh, school. I was talking about our best friend relationship kicked off. Okay. That's, that's true. <laughs> that's how so I gauge friendship. We, we met in a business organization called DECA in high school yeah. down in Florida. So that was pretty crazy. It was. And then we went to St. Cloud State and uh, met him through the gym. Ended up working out with him quite a bit. We reconnected. And uh, yeah, it's been good friends ever since. Yeah. So, Jared, what do you like to do for fun? What's your... Yeah, great question. Still like to hit the gym. Um, been real involved with my uh, family business. Okay. Um, so, that's kind of what keeps me working every single day. Nice. I want to grow it. I want to... Um, we just purchased some land, which on Highway 65. So, we're working on transitioning the business uh, to a new location. So, it's nice. it's been super busy. Well, Perfect. Well, it's interesting. I think, you, yeah, you know this about, uh, about Jared, but so two, I'm outnumbered today. We have two people on the podcast that started their life hustling in real estate. I've not done that. Uh, but Jared's been in real estate since I think he was 11. Uh, before he could even drive, he'd roll up in his Hot Wheels car and, you know, sell people homes. It felt like, you know, it was actually 18, but literally right out of high school, he was out there selling homes and selling land. But we have Jared on here today simply because he started a business with his family many years ago. Well, they started it, but Jared's now helping them expand it. So I still consider it starting since it's a whole new phase of the, the business. The workhorse. Yeah, the workhorse. This dude works hours like I've never seen. He goes to the farmer's market, expand, helping expand his business, but I'm absolutely butchering and explaining how amazing what they're turning their business into. So Jared, can you kick off for us, talk about where your business, your family's business was, where it is and where it's gone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we are currently located in East Bethel, Minnesota. It's, uh, we do both wholesale and uh, retail. So we're B2B, B2C. Um, we actually started on my parents' land and my mom's like, all right, we gotta get this off um, because she wants a personal life back. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we ended up like purchasing land on 65 and we're going to be building out that here in the next couple of years so um it's also in east bethel minnesota so yeah but so personal they want their personal land back jerry i think you need to expand on this awesome dichotomy that occurred where you used to sell a farmer's market and wholesale and then you expanded a couple years ago into 
I don't know if not greenhouse isn't ripe in is yeah, it retail. nursery. Yeah, okay. well, retail garden center. Okay. Um, so great quote or great point. Uh, we did uh, mostly sell at the uh, Minneapolis Farmers Market long time ago. Um, so we were we ended up like yeah we ended up uh, doing that for a good portion of the time, and then we found some wholesalers. So we started. Uh, wholesaling to other garden shops in the Minneapolis and uh, West Metro areas. So yeah, we ended up nice. doing that. And, and on your end, it's impressive because like, the, the one time Jared and I have, have hung out, random chance because of Devin, both got to go down to Minneapolis. Great Uber ride adventure on that end. Devin. <laughs> no, <laughs> hey, uh, not my fault. No idea where he's You're going welcome for the adventures. There. You're welcome yeah, for absolutely. the adventures. Um, begin to learn about on your end what, yeah. what you guys are doing because I not to jump jump around but when we we're hanging out you guys are ordering plants from Florida okay is that correct so, I'm sorry Thor, you were jumping guns I know here, I'm sorry I'm, just, I'm so excited I'm just curious it. yeah I know I'm sorry so before like, you answer that question <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna help catch the audience up and then you're gonna jump into that so we're talking about market analysis right everybody we're all on the yes. same page I gotta be the boring teacher in the room okay so it's competitive landscape that's market trends, and that is customer needs. And so like, well, perfect. Jared is taking a greenhouse business. Is it nursery now because you're doing, or not yet? Yeah, so we're doing we're doing trees and shrubs as okay, well. Okay, perfect. So, yep. so I'm gonna call a nursery. So taking a nursery, I was at their family home. I mean, you wanna talk about bootstrapping it, this family. And I'm gonna say family, not even just parents, Jared and his sister bootstrapped this business from the ground up, credit cards and hard work to a, I'm going to call it multi-million. I don't care, Jerry, if it's not quite right. It's <laughs> multi-million dollar nursery. It's damn near. Yeah, yeah I exactly. don't know about that, but Close we're enough. getting there. It's we're getting to be there. We're getting there. <laughs> nursery that is now expanding off of a, of a main interstate in just northern Minneapolis market area. And with that expansion, they're opening new buildings, new concepts, and selling new product inside of their nursery and their greenhouse business. We're like, well, we're diving into these three main questions around competitive uh, market trends and mm -hmm. customer needs. So let's bring Jared on. And one of the biggest expansions that Thor just hit on is the tropical plants business. We're just butchering all Absolutely. the phrasing. Yeah. So here's the basketball, so sorry, Jared. Jared. So yeah, <laughs> we're, we're starting to get into house plants and tropicals, cactus, uh, carnivorous plants. So yeah, we're getting into a lot of different things. And that's the biggest challenge, like figuring out Hey, how to get into houseplants, how to get into uh, trees, shrubs, the logistics, shipping. Um, like, honestly, I did barely even knew what LTL shipping was yeah. prior to this year. So I'm like, all right, well, and there needs to be a temperature regulated oh, yeah. uh, truck. Oh, like, my goodness. Oh my Brings goodness. it back. So, but blows my mind. It just gets back to the core of understanding, though, the direction that you want to run in. Because whose idea was it to, to come up with these different segments? Or like as you start branching out, is that is that your brainchild or is that someone else? Yeah. And Ooh. then you're getting told, <laughs> hey, you got to go figure this out. This sounds great, but you got to go do this. Yeah. So I was kind of pushing my parents to like, hey, we need to expand the business. And my mom's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She basically just wanted off her property. So that's like, <laughs> hey, all right, that's a we're going to expand the business. So that's kind of where things are as of today. So before we start firing questions <laughs> at you around yeah. everything we've reviewed, can you, 
you've done a beautiful job explaining to me, hey, we're moving to this location. Yep. This is going to be the size. Here's some of our new product. Yep. And then here's things we're putting in there to draw people in. So before I pepper you with questions how you came <laughs> to that conclusion, walk people through your, your and your family's vision of Goldman's Greenhouse. Yeah. And then we'll go from there. Perfect. So our vision is basically we started being a chemical-free greenhouse. So we don't use any chemicals. Like a lot of the garden centers, they use a chemical called B9, which stunts the growth of a plant. And it doesn't allow the plant to grow for four to six weeks. And you're probably thinking, why does a garden center want to do that? And the simple answer is shelf life. Oh, yeah. So, so you know that little emoji head explosion yes. just happened? <laughs> yeah. So what does that mean for you? That means you have a plant that's not going to grow for four to six weeks because a nursery put a chemical on it. So we kind of pioneered this business to say, hey, we're going to be chemical free. We're going to be more organic. Um, so even the fertilizers and stuff we use are an organic fertilizer. We don't use any uh, synthetic fertilizers, which are chemical fertilizers. So a lot of numbers on like a fertilizer bag, um, they have a higher number, like 20-20-20 would be a synthetic fertilizer. Anything that's like a 524, like lower numbers are going to be more of your organic fertilizers. And those have a lot of the micronutrients and that kind of thing that will stay with the soil. The synthetic fertilizers, it's real powerful right away, but it doesn't add anything to the soil. It's like it's a bottle rocket. Gone. Oh, yeah. Whoosh. Nice. Whoosh. I like the analogy. So in, in are, are the majority of your competitors using those? I, I know you yeah. kind of had said that to where are there how, how many other people competition wise are doing what you're doing? Or are you guys really at the forefront of starting that movement? Yeah, great question. And a lot of people are. A lot of people are not or are using still the synthetic fertilizers. Some people are starting to go organic. Um, but a lot of your big box stores, they want, they need you to treat it with that. Um, because they need to have that longer shelf life. Otherwise, stuff just goes to waste. Okay. So, so kind of how we, um, the reason why we can do it, we grow it in small batches. Uh, so every couple weeks or every three, four weeks, we will end up uh, planting a new batch. Um, so we, and then it'll be, uh, yeah, then uh, we ended up like putting, yeah, we end up growing it. Nice. So you're, I know a really cool thing about what they're doing. So they're, they got, they have this new location. It's still in, is it in East Bethel, right? Yeah, East Bethel, okay. So they have a new location they're going to build on East Bethel. They bought some great land. They have the awesome idea. You and I just went to an amazing coffee shop, uh, Backstory Coffee Shop, oh. Minneapolis. Oh, yes. Phenomenal. And what's cool plans. was Jared was talking about how they're potentially going to throw a coffee shop in there. I'm not going to make him commit to it right now if they're talking <laughs> yeah. about that. Or food or food <laughs> trucks. He's done a phenomenal job last year getting food trucks out to his place to draw clients because it's all experience-based. Now he's going after these um, house plants and tropical plants. So the first part of the market analysis I really want to dive into, Jared, is, is market trends, right? Because you yes. really seem to be talking about, you seem to have this keen eye of, hey, there's things happening in the ecosystem around me. How do I capture it, right? Yeah. So help me understand the market trends you observed that led you to 
I know you talk about experience base. I'm gonna throw two questions at you once, I apologize. And you've talked about tropical and then house plants. So can you talk about those two market trends and how you ended up going, this is worth going into? Yeah, great question. So experience-based, um, a lot of garden centers, they just want to sell you the product. Okay. Um, we want to sell more of an experience. We want you to have a great time with the product. So we want you to have success. So we want to edge. There's an education piece to that. Yes. So you buy a Angelonia, you'd be like, what is this? Where does this go? <laughs> yeah, why? Devin Balls are just like, keep talking. Yes. Please, yeah. please let, let us know. Yeah. So there's, you're like, does this go in the sun? Does this go in the shade? How tall does this get? Do I need to grow this indoors? Do I need to grow this outdoors? Most people don't know, don't have the knowledge to grow something and not have that person there to be like, hey, this is how you have success with this plant. Yeah. Yes, there's a tag. Yes, it says how tall it gets. Yes, it says if they're, you know, if it needs to be in a sunlit condition. But if a problem arises, were that person to be like, hey, all right, come in, say, hey, I don't know what's going on with this plant. This plant's browning. What did I do? And I would say, hey, maybe overwatered it. Maybe did something like that to, you know. Yeah. Plant. So it sounds like you're the local expert. Yeah, basically right, the where, local expert. Yeah. And I, I think it's beautiful, yeah. and that's what brings people back. I think about anything that I really enjoy, and not to tie it to cigars by any means, but when I go in there, <laughs> you, you could be dumb, dumber than a rock or have tried a couple and be like, well, I kind of, you know, I feel like this or, you, you know, yeah. certain tastes. They're going to help guide you. And I think about when, when I've been in a nursery or buying plants, yeah. I was clueless. I just see things that look really pretty and I'm like, oh, this is so cool. And you said like, the I enjoy card. this. Absolutely. Dumber yeah. than a box of rocks with my cardboard box, just yes. filling it up, not knowing anything and having an experience like that sounds incredible. So then I actually know what I'm buying because yeah. as bad as it sounds, I bought all this stuff, planted it, took all this time and then literally it died within like a week. Um, and had I just known to shift it to the other side of the house, the sun, it would have been just fine. And I'm yeah. like, well, that's sad for the plants and sad for money. Yeah. So and I to, love the business. To tee off on that. Yeah. So my wife, I love you, honey, but she kills every plant. She <laughs> she doesn't kill them. Like I, Jared's it's like just it's a, sad. It's like a like, race. No. Like who can kill the plant the fastest? But she's only racing herself. Oh. Um, but, oh. So she started buying plants from Jared and what is phenomenal about his experience and that more people need to understand is whether it's UX or CX, people use both terms. It's all about the experience. And so when Shelby and I go there, the Goldman Greenhouse business has all these workers that are going around helping understand the plants. Then they help you pick out a pot for the plant based on the right size of how big it's going to grow. Then they have potting soil and they actually plant it with you and they explain all these different pieces of it. And so what's incredible that more companies to understand is this is as important for B2C as it is B2B. Because Jerry can speak to if he wasn't going door to door and talking to people about the value of the plant and how to pot the plant, how to grow the plant, he wouldn't be getting this B2B experience as well, which is the way I look at it is B2C keeps the lights on is how I usually like to put it. B2B gets your massive profit inside of them. And so it's incredible they're they're doing that on that piece of it. And the flip side, Jared, I know you're an absolute proponent of these house plants. <laughs> I can't grasp it fully other than my wife and every woman I run into okay, and man that loves plants is obsessed with these. 
Jared, help me understand, like, why did you jump in this market? Like, what about it where you're like, this is worth spending money and time on? You flew to Florida, like Thor said earlier, yeah. all on your own. You're learning about LTL, which is gross. Anybody in shipping, yeah. I still love L you. But, LTL, can yeah. anyone help me here? I'm off in left field. Le some, I'm going to Google right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, I, now I don't feel nearly as dumb for about asking freight the question. And shipping. Uh, less than a truckload. So it's your filling less part of the semi. Less than a truckload. That's an acronym. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's gross. Uh, Ryan Schumann <laughs> out there from used to work Anderson Trucking. Great place. Uh, but Jared, what research did you do to go, this is worth my time to hop into this house plant, jungle plant, green yeah. world? Yeah, there's a big craze right now. Um, you look at Facebook groups. Um, you look at what our market and competition is doing uh, with house plants. I'm like, we got to be here. We got to be into this thing. There's a big craze right now going on. Um, all these plant parents is what they call them. Yeah. Dude, my cousin sent out a card yeah. and she named all 12 of her plants and they were in the card. Like, I didn't know this plant parent thing was like that big of a deal, but it is. I was like, wow. So dynamite, keep going. Sorry, but just moment of squirrel. Hey, it's all good. <laughs> and you can do this. 12, day, 12 months out of the year. Really? It's not like, yeah, oh, because we live in this. I never fun. said that. That's huge. Yeah, we lived in the state called Minnesota, which <laughs> it snows and plants die in the winter yeah. and then come back. Yeah. But with house plants, it's like 70 degrees all the time in your house. So I don't know what you keep your, you know, house at. I'm poor. Okay. 65. Woo. Oh that's my God. freezing. Is it really 65? Uh, until midday, yeah. Oh my God, savage! Dang. So, Jared, we, we've we've dove into market trend analysis. I love where you're going with it. I love the fact of the house plant thing. I actually have a, a friend of ours that grows lemon tree inside her house. That's what? impressive. That's if impressive you ever want to hit her end. up, I should totally connect you to there's green thumbs. And then there's what Jared and this lady does whole new level. <laughs> but so understand the market's important. I'm sure Jared has looked at how customers are responding to their needs. But competitive landscape is everything, especially when you have I is it is it Gart Gart Gardner? Who's the big greenhouse business around here in Minnesota? Gertens. Gertens. There we go. Gertens. I sold the Gertens once. I was thinking about Gartner Research. Gartner, yeah. No. Yeah. So I'm like, are we talking about Gartner? So, Jared, I, I don't are, know if that's right. Are they in this space? How do you see yourself against major competitors? I know Thor asked a question like this. I'm kind of piggybacking off and going back into it because yeah. we touched on the first thing market trends are super important. First part of your uh, market analysis, but second is your competitive landscape in that first phase. So, how do you see yourself against competitors and how do you separate yourself? Yeah, great question. So how we separate ourselves is more customer service based. A lot of big box stores, they can't give that same attention to detail as like a smaller guy would. So that's kind of how we try to separate ourselves by doing a lot of classes, um, a lot of social media posts. Um, we're trying to engage our customer um, to be yeah better. So it sounds like you're building a really tight knit community yeah. by being the masters of your craft, right? That yeah. drive mentality thing. And that's and that's something that's super important, especially now nowadays with yeah. social media, being able to reach people that are especially hyper-local. I can't imagine being able to get a group of like-minded people together and having that all kind of commonality of, hey, we all love plants. Or, we, you know, the, the, or to anyone who wants to explore that, being able to be free on that end. 
what is huge. Think, what I think is interesting is so com- competitive landscape and market analysis, you touched on two things, social. So y'all, if you think social media isn't for you, which you're talking to the talk tick oh. guy of the world, right? Oh, TikTok. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, I don't like any of it. it. It's so important. And Thor and I can't get past it. You have to use it B2C, B2B. However, Jerry, I'm going to put you on the spot here. All okay. right. I'm really going to put you on the spot here. What are your competitors better at than you? Great question. So social media, to be honest. Okay. A, a lot of people like... I'm going to bring up um, Garden Center and yeah. your neck of the woods, actually, Tonkadales. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we actually look at them as being super amazing at social media. They have a great way to engage their clients online. They have a podcast. Um, and that's something that I'm looking to do better at now going full time with my parents' business. Nice. So, uh, Green Screen Studio, Studios is this guy named Gabe. <laughs> Your ideal place What's, to start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> What's really cool, though, about Green Screen is it's not all about you don't have to come to them. They have two options. One, they can come to you. Like Gabe and his crew literally come up on site, set up. He just showed me a really impressive setup that he did around Minneapolis for a group in a restaurant when it was closed. Yeah, you got to see the photos. You were, it's okay. You amazing. showed up late. I still love you to death, but uh, he showed me it. Really impressive. And then two, if you want to like set one up your own house, he comes in, will consult and help you understand how to build out a productive studio. So I'm absolutely plugging that right now because he's really good at what he does and super reasonably priced, but maintains quality. So he's not cheap. Don't even like zero sacrifices, zero cheapness, only quality. So Jared, you, you look at your competitive landscape, you look at your market analysis and you still had the gumption to like, I'm, we're going to expand. This is going to happen. Right. So what needs or pain points is your new location going to solve that your current one couldn't outside of personal? So don't look at just your mom or your dad or getting off the land. Like by expanding, what new market opportunity and need are you going to meet of your customers that you couldn't at your old location? We're going to have a lot more selection. Okay. So that's, that's the main one. We just can't store enough stuff to meet every single customer's need. And now that we're gonna expand to that new location, we're gonna be able to meet those customers' needs because we're gonna have the space for it. Yeah, and what's impressive to help understand meeting his needs, so he does trees and shrub. He does garden um, plants such as green beans, tomatoes, like we go buy our stuff there, lettuce. My wife literally, when we lived in an apartment, we live in a house now, put a bowl of lettuce on our deck and she clipped it every week and ate fresh salad. It was phenomenal. They do house plants. They do tropical plants. They do flowers. They do wholesale. So they offer everything. But the difference is, is, is the premium quality because they took the time to look at their market analysis and go, what is, and I'm going to butcher it. What's the name of the big company again? Gardner's? Gertens. Gertens. What is Gertens meeting? What are other companies meeting? And then what is left out that isn't being met yet? And let's meet that need. And so what I give them credit for is his parents from day one seeing that need, but even more credit, Jared, like you didn't ride on those laurels. You're like, hey, y'all, y'all did really, really good, but there's this whole new market we need to go after. And so I give you credit for that. And I have to ask my personal question, what are the odds in this coffee shop, Jared? Are we, are we getting a coffee shop? Are we not getting a coffee shop? Do we not know yet? Great question. I really hope we get a coffee shop. 
Um, it's probably 70%. So would, you know what would help with that? Yeah. Thor, if a company came in and looked at the market analysis of <laughs> coffee shops in the area and gave you a cost comparison, I think we could solve that equation for <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That's something I would touch base with someone on um, who you know, like, and trust. Absolutely. I, I mean, think that's a great idea. Devin, I love that. Thank you. Yeah, I heard uh, the guys at Maricai do a pretty good job. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you've heard about that. We should that's check fantastic. them out and do yeah, a competitive really analysis, should. right? Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, wow. So, Jared, you, you came into our show, which one we really appreciate. We looked at market analysis, competitive landscape, market trends, customer needs. All in all, Jared, would you, what I find fascinating is I would say initially an insane amount of gut check where your, your gut just told you from what you're seeing around the ecosystem in you because you're so plugged into it that you should go after this. What is the value of doubling down on the research side, in your opinion, to kind of wrap it up? Like, how important is it doing that as a company who is, we'll say, we'll call it a million dollars in revenue? Because our GTM for the next 12 weeks is companies under 10 million, which is $1,000 a month, 10 million, right? And then yep. those over 10. So company in your shoes, like how important is it doing that research instead of just jumping into it? Yeah, research is everything. You got to forecast your sales, if you're overgrowing stuff, if you're basically have too much supply to meet the demand, that's bad news. You're mm -hmm. gonna go out of business. So uh, we're trying to forecast like, hey, how much is our landscapers gonna take? How much is our other garden centers we supply gonna take? What, uh, what can we sell at the retail garden center? How much traffic are we gonna get? Yeah. So um, they're all tough questions and that's what we gotta, you got to figure out. Yeah. That's like tough. It. That's got to be a lot of taking your, your time and really honing in on what is going on in your environment because of the, of your strategy, right? Of not using those fertilizers or uh, it's fertilizers, right? Not pesticides. Um, so one of those moments of really getting a good feel engage on what's going on on that end, right? Because you're not sitting with inventory forever and ever. That's dealing with stunted growth. Yeah. So we... We almost, we almost dropped the ball. Ooh, yeah, no. So that's... we have a guest today, and we have our first bourbon. And Jared, do you do you need a pour a little so you can give a proper description of that bourbon to everyone? Because Thor and I will will come in behind you and fill in any areas we thought were missed. But I think the guest should first describe their thoughts on this bourbon. Sure. I mean, Devin, you're the you're the expert on bourbon, but I will give it my best shot. Yeah, but you were you're kind enough to jump on the show, get put in the limelight. And uh, I think Thor wants that bottle. Uh, Thor, you ready? <laughs> I am. Here we go. Thank you, good sir. So, Jared, what do we what do we think of this bourbon? How do you like it? Give me a second. We will. Until then, Thor, what are we drinking? Uh, I'm gonna go with old Bardstown. Bardstown, best Bardstown. one of the best bourbon towns good. in Kentucky. My goodness gracious! So I'm glad I got a, I got the name right. Yes. Is my goodness gracious. Um, Willet Distillery. Bardstown, Nelson County, Kentucky. It's good. It's, I mean, initially it's got a lot of bite on it. But so this Jared, is, what are you thinking? I'm going to cut them yeah. off. I went Do there. Oh, what are we dang. thinking? I think it's smooth. It's, hmm. I, yeah. I love that you could hear the swallow even too. I know. It's good. I would uh, probably rate it. Seven and a half out of ten. Okay. Thor, what are you feeling over there? 
I think the initial like spice and like up front, it tons of flavor, tons of flavor, liquor bite. That's just me, but stupid smooth, a weird, like, I feel like up front, a lot of bite spicy. Give me one second, but. So I feel like, uh, I feel like the front end's smooth for me. Like I it's, feel a little tingle on my tongue, then it rolls back smooth, and when it hits the back of my taste buds, then it heats up. Then it heats up. I would agree. I would say a lot more of that warm barley taste to it than a typical bourbon. You're not pulling the corn, you're not pulling the rye, you're pulling a lot more barley through it, which gives it that like warmer yeasty taste with the oak finishing it off. I wouldn't say you pull any caramel or sweetness out of it though. No, I don't think there's any sweetness on that end, but it is ridiculously smooth. I was going to say, despite it being on the, the more heat side on the, on the tail end, really smooth. So like what can you, can you pick up a bottle of this for? This one's either, I think it's $39.99. 40 bucks. Yeah, 40 not bucks. Bad. Not bad for 40 bucks, right? Yeah. So y'all, I'm gonna be honest, we are trying to stay under $50 <laughs> right now. <laughs> trying to buy one once a week. Um, but yeah, phenomenal bourbon overall for the price point. Uh, not phenomenal, solid. Solid bourbon overall. Yeah, solid. I think, do you think it would pull through hard in an old fashioned? Oh, or probably. Think it would be too soft. No, I don't think it'd be too soft. Better than last week's smooth. Yellowstone. Yellowstone needs to be smooth. This one, I think, could pull through. In I think fashion. that this could pull through. Yeah. The Yellowstone, no, I don't think so. You cool. know what you guys need? You guys need a, a bourbon sponsorship. Somebody Ooh, needs to sponsor yeah. you. Oh, man. At some point, that'd be amazing. We should reach out to the Minnesota ones because they're they're good, but they're trying to make a name for themselves. So they'll probably come Support forward. local. I'm, I'm, I'm on board, yeah. 100%. I know there's there's this person who keeps, I think his name's Gabe, keeps chirping us like, hey, you guys should get sponsored at some point. And he's super intellectual about podcasts. So probably should listen to him. Probably. Well, that and then I think he said something about a certain amount of views and listening hours, I think is how you end up getting so that. we just put our on repeat on our phones yeah all, all the devices so laptops ipads cell phones your car yeah do like a minnesota versus wisconsin bourbon yeah Ooh. tasting yeah feisty okay so jared before we wrap up we've yeah. been firing at you all day with questions or night or evening whatever it is anymore yeah. anything for thor and i anything you want to fire back or last minute wisdom for the audience on expanding a business what what, what do you want to leave everybody with Jeez, putting me on the spot. I know I do. That it's a impressive. Lot. Yeah, he does. He loves doing that. He I probably gets to. off on it, honestly. Yeah. But it's it's genuinely impressive. Comes from a place of genuine like care. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, just, I had to. I just want to see if you'd follow along. No, but it's gen genuinely impressive what you've done yeah. from what your your family has started and the way that you've taken and carried and ran with it. I think that's honestly incredible on that end, especially being, again, our age and chasing down relatively unknown things. Yeah. Obviously, it's it's an established thing to literally go, okay, you're going in this direction, we're going to switch and we're changing to this based on everything that you've put together and then com communicated with your family too. And this is your chance. Put us on the spot or leave your uh, words of wisdom you want to stick with. Where are we going? Yeah, some words of wisdom. Just go for it. Uh, if you if you have a a goal or objective in mind, just take the jump. Yeah, yeah. And this it's, is a, this it's is, scary. This but. is a guy who means it. I've seen him lose insane amount of weight real quick and compete in powerlifting competitions. I've seen him grind inside his business. I've seen him do things that most people never would. Dude's got grit. He's not joking. 
Next time, we're going to rip on some target audience. Yes. Sadly, without Jared. Mm. But until then, Thor, when he says, just go for it, what do we like to leave our audience with? Stay hungry, stay humble, and stay at it. <laughs> <laughs>